Yo, what's up, guys? This is the Keep It Run 100 podcast, the show designed to talk about all your running needs. And my name is Los. What up, y'all? My name is Eric. And today we're talking LA Marathon. It's been consuming our lives for the past 16 weeks, and now the race is upon us. We have a few days now, and we just wanted to talk it out, sort of ease the tension. What are some of your thoughts just about the race in general? I know you have a long history behind it. I've run a few of them, but you've done it for like a decade. Is this your 10th anniversary? My 11th. Wow, Yeah. crazy. So just, but mean, it's your 10th anniversary, right? 2007? What's yeah, your first I, one? my first one was 2007. So this is the 10 year anniversary Yo, of your marathon. Isn't it number 11? I know it's your 11th marathon, oh, oh, I see but what you're it's saying. the 10th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about the the run. A couple of thoughts that are just going through my head is uh, the weather. Like I'm trying to predict it, but I, I know you could kind of see a 10 day forecast, but it's warm right now. It's supposed to rain next week. Are we going to get caught in the middle of it? Um, so that's a couple of thoughts that I have in my head. And then I think the rest is just being happy that it's approaching, right? So we yeah. have it on Sunday, and it's been a long time coming. And um, I'm just excited to see a lot of the first-time runners cross the finish line. And um, even this week, just seeing everybody pumped up about it. And no one really seems nervous. They're more just, like, anxious and excited. Yeah, so. everyone's so excited. Yeah. I mean, what makes, to you, what makes the LA Marathon so special? I mean, of all marathons. Oh, man, like the L.A. Marathon for me is where it all began. Right. But I think just loving the city, um, being able to start from like the Dodger Stadium to, you know, and finish at the sea. And when when I first ran my marathon, I think it started in Universal City and ended in downtown. So just being able to see the, the progression of the marathon routes and how many cities it covers. I think that's what makes it special. And I just love the city of Los Angeles. So big ups for L.A. Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, there's just the city is on pause, and I like not being able to see as many cars, if you ask me. Um, I know a lot of people who aren't running the race maybe are a little upset because all their favorite streets are closed, but I'd say get over it. It's one Sunday. Go out and cheer if you're not doing it. But um, for everyone who's trained throughout it with Blacklist LA, and even if you're listening to this outside of it, it's a special time. Um, I, I think it's, you know, we've embarked on this. We've done so many different kinds of runs. It's not just running at a comfortable pace. We've been doing like fart licks and interval workouts and progressives and all these silly terms that none of hardly any of us were familiar with early on. You go through this and then you're hurting and then you're tired all the time and it all amounts to this i mean these few hours that we have on sunday that we dedicated so many hours to and then you know at a snap of the fingers it feels like it's going to be over (laughs) why should people chill out you know yeah yeah i mean i think they've done the work right Mm -hmm. we've been doing this for a little bit over three months um we've done the work you've done the runs you've felt the body you've had the you've had those doubts so I think um, you really question yourself during race week because so many articles come out. You start seeing on Twitter that, you know, the marathon's mentioning don't go to this street or like mistakes marathoners might do. Like all these articles come out and they kind of consume your life yeah. and, and your thoughts for the week. Um, and it's just people just trying to get like 
information out there. But I think uh, the the beauty of what we've done the last couple of months is we've ran to up to 22 miles and some people might have done 18 or 16, which is still good, you know, so you know how your body's going to respond. So that anxious feeling, channel it it and into some like positivity and also just talk to people. I think that's important to get the feelings out, Uh, but also recognize that feeling anxious, it's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, it's my 11th one and I'm feeling a little nervous too. You know, I think it's just because we care. Yeah, and I think also just being anxious and nervous is like a it's like a defense mechanism. Um, but yeah, it's like you're nervous because you know you want to just do well. You know, it's like being nervous for a test back in school. Like you studied, so like conventional wisdom said you shouldn't be nervous, but you're just trying to make sure that you could maintain that focus. So I say it's okay to be a little nervous and excited that's cool i think that's that's almost weird if you're numb yeah like if you're not you, you know if someone asks you on sunday how are you feeling you're like i feel nothing <laughs> you know that would freak me out yeah. if i encounter someone who said that but it, yeah just have those little jitters it's okay um i think you just need to channel it in the best way mm-hmm. and turn that into possibly your best performance of all time you know i i know i like to gain some some inspiration from you know kobe kobe bryant yeah um i i plan to watch his last game you know as as added fuel to the flames uh but i think yeah so it's it's okay just don't freak yourself out because it's coming and you're just gonna be out there and just to smile through the pain For more information on our weekly running events, our training program, and additional announcements, check out blacklistla.city. But you talk about like mistakes, like marathon mistakes. You'll see the articles out there. I think I, you know, we posted a few. Um, What do you feel like are, if we were to define it as, what do you feel like are marathon mistakes that people make yeah i think um psyching yourselves out right like getting really nervous to the point where you're like i don't think i should do this and you get yourself sick to the point where you're like i can't even run like i feel sick um the other thing is feeling like you can cram the last three months into a week you know i I think that's a recipe for injury so at this point you know there's no reason in running double digits because you're gonna run double digits in a couple of days so just trying to cram is not a good idea and i think another runner mistake might be you know like testing out new gear this week that you have never ever ran with you know like um if you're thinking of buying shoes today or this weekend and you plan to run with them on sunday um i would consider you know testing them out first but you know at this point you should know exactly what you're going to wear what you're going to use to you know fuel your body along the course um, and then lastly, I think um, obsessing about it, like in a bad way, right? So like, you know, to the point where you're just like, did I do enough mileage? Um, should I have ran more? Like your obsessions almost turn into doubt. Like that's not good. So it's okay to think about the marathon, um, but in a positive way, almost like what face am I going to do when I cross the finish line? And am I going to, you know have my parents or my friends or my dog at this certain intersection stuff like that but not like am i gonna finish you're gonna finish yeah and it's funny you mentioned trying new gear because 
part of the marathon experience is going to like the expo yeah. and you're exposed to uh, pun intended exposed you're exposed to so much stuff you know from shoes to goose to just pants and all these weird contraptions that you may spend upwards of hours and a lot of money on and you want to try it because you're so excited understandably you want to try it on race day when it just i don't know that's just too slippery slope to try new shoes especially i would not do it that's i would just say hard no to that save those shoes for post-race you know if you pack them in your bag and use that as like a celebration swag um but don't try new shoes don't try too much new things i know i think another mistake a lot of people make in the race is starting off way too strong yeah. that's something that we've tried to preach you know within our group meetings and it's something you see all too often because i take it back to my first race where you know i was so new and i was so excited and like you know the guns went off and I'm just, I felt good, you yeah. know, I just felt like so liberated, man, I felt better, I felt inside better than I ever imagined I'd feel, <laughs> so I was just swerving through, you know, all these different people, and in my head, I, I kid you not, I was thinking, man, this race is gonna go way better than I thought, and I was just all all guns ablaze up until mile like 17, I started feeling some slowdown, then 18, and then sure enough, the infamous wall came to show its face and you know i struggled just like many other people do but you know i think i could have i could have addressed that early on if i would have just maintained just like that consistency and what i trained for um but no it it didn't work that way but i i started a little too strong and i think yeah uh, another mistake people make is maybe you know under under and over hydrating it's I think I, I've I've found a way like trying to communicate that to people and like, you know, you say, oh, well, drink 60 ounces, drink 80 ounces, do this, do that. One thing I, I know for sure is pay attention to the color of your pee, yeah. you know, that is if anything, that is like the one thing to get you to know how your hydration is, um, if it's clear or it's light yellow, and you know, I don't want to get too vivid, but like, you're good. If it's, you know, darker yellow, if it looks like gold, like you're peeing gold, like, dude, you've been drinking a little too much stuff you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but pay attention to that. But I think overall, like you said, it's just like freaking yourself out, turning everything into doubt, thinking you're just gonna, you're just gonna fail miserably. But no, it's not gonna work like that because the race is totally different. You cannot, no matter what you do, plan for each and everything. It's the reason why you've been doing training runs versus it being a race. Because if you were gonna train, you know, for everything, you probably would need to like hire twenty five thousand people to run alongside the streets with That's you, true. and then replicate that entire experience before the race. And if that were the case, then you'd be bored the second time around so no you can't there's nothing you could do further than what you've done in training so find solace in that and like relax uh, but yeah those are some of the mistakes people make
what are like some tips that you could give people on the other hand like do you find like anything that you do that maybe is unique or people don't think about uh tips come I raise there yeah i think uh <clears throat> planning my restroom stops mm-hmm. uh not, not not along the course but as soon as i get dropped off at the stadium just trying to identify where the restrooms are and really look at the time and Make sure that I go to the restroom on time and make sure that if you're in a corral, you get in there on time as well. Um, I mean, I guess tips like I like to see people out there cheering. Um, So, you know, if you're going to have people out there cheering for you, make sure you guys coordinate on what side of the street you're going to be. Because that sometimes gets you through the race if you know you're going to see someone, a family member, a loved one at like mile whatever, 14 but you just happen to be on the right side of the street and they're on the left side of the street. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, it's mile 15 and I didn't see them. And you kind of obsess about that because you were waiting for that little boost of energy. So I would say that's a good tip that is usually not covered. Um, but if you're going to have people cheering for you, coordinate what side. And know that you probably will spot them before they spot you. You're looking at for the, your loved ones and they're looking and staring at like 25,000 people go by. So... As soon as you spot them, you know, make sure they see you so you can give them a high five or whatever it is that you're going to do. Another tip I think would be if you're running with music, uh, prepare your music in advance and make sure that your phone is charged because the last thing you want to do is start the race and it's like at 50% because you've been super excited and you've been Snapchatting and um, Instagramming and, (laughs) you know, sending tweets left and right. And next thing you know, it's 6.55 a.m. and the gun goes off and you're at 50 percent and you're just like oh man i gotta start my strava or whatever device you use and you're low battery that's the worst feeling you could get because now you're going to be obsessing about that so yeah. make sure your phone is charged um and if it gets warm i mean i think like drinking a little bit of water right and then pouring some over your head always makes you feel good and lowers your temperature so if you feel a little warm i think it's okay to do that but don't get caught up in the moment where you're gonna like put them all over your put water all over your earphones so just make sure you're (laughs) conscious about that um and then lastly for me i think is when you cross uh excuse me when you make that left on ocean boulevard and you're approaching the finish line and you are running with music take the headphones off like that's a memory that you will never forget so many people cheering for you um, and you know, there's a quote out there, I think that goes like, if you lost faith in the human race, go watch a marathon. Mm. That's absolutely true. You're going to see people true. that um, wow you at every mile. And then just the people that they don't even know you, all types of people just cheering for you, for your success and for the journey that you just are about to, you know, finish and accomplish. So those are some tips. And um, obviously, I think listen to this podcast because oh yeah, sometimes like, you just need this extra push or voice to, to calm you down. Yeah, it's very good points. Find what works for you. Find whatever. It's a highly intense moment, but try and like find some way to like bring you down. Like whenever I've listened to music, most of most of the race is like slower stuff. Just to sort of just get the like the pulse down, you know, because if I get like this banger track playing but it's at like mile seven and then now i've just discovered that i ran 45 seconds faster than my race pace that's gonna be hard to recover from and if your playlist is just full of 
all a bunch of bangers. <laughs> and then, you know, in, in, to your example where your phone dies. Yeah. So now you've had all this like hard music. And then now you have, imagine like nine miles to go. And now you're out of music. And oh, man. So you have a dead phone. Now you probably have headphones that don't work because you did nothing but pour water all over <laughs> them. <laughs> Worst case scenario, right yeah. There. Worst case scenario, like man, now your 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 calves are on fire. No, but just find what works out for you. Um, it, whether that's music, I've talked to people who listen to audio books and podcasts during yeah. runs. I I hear that helps. That may be good. Listen to this one. Get distracted. We're running throughout the city of LA, so there's a lot of sights and sounds. There's many of like the Art Deco buildings that we pointed out. An eye out for them. Say, hey, that's the Pantages Theater right there. Oh, hey, there's City Hall right there. Hey, there's that, you know, weird looking hotel in West Hollywood. Like, you know, get that for yourself and sort of break things down um, bit by bit. Don't make it 26.2. Just make it, oh, two more miles till we get to Echo Park. Three more miles till we get to East Hollywood, you know, West Hollywood. Just like break it down whatever way that you can. And I, you know, I echo the sentiment on like, you know, taking your headphones out when you hear the crowd. Because, yeah. man, my first one brought me in borderline tears, man. I just, I don't even know how I held it back because that was just an emotional moment. You know, that's a beautiful quote to say that if you've lost faith in humanity, go to a marathon, man. Because that's, that's the truth, man. People are so nice there. They're so yeah. encouraging. Um, in those latter miles too, where you know they're just like, "Come on, looking good," you know, yeah, you could do it. I'm like, "Okay, I could do it now." You know, <laughs> there's something special about hearing people cheer for you. Um, that's just super uh, humbling, and oh man, so yeah, just get out there and just have some fun and smile through the pain when it does come, because it will come for almost all of us. <laughs> there may be some beasts out there who don't feel a thing. But they don't represent most of us. You're gonna you're gonna feel some pain, but smile throughout it. Just know that you've this that pain that you're feeling could have been much worse had you not trained at all. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is part of what makes marathons hard. Like if if you didn't feel anything at all, then you shouldn't be running it because you should probably be doing something else, some ultra in like Death Valley or something. <laughs> you know. You it should hurt, and you should just push through and just try your very very best, because um, this is what you're doing. Um, I was reading some of the articles that covered this whole breaking two thing. You know those those Kenyan runners um, who are attempting to break the the two hour barrier. Now I'm not gonna do it. I don't know anyone who is, but one of the things that came out of it was that one of the runners said the only time I go 100 percent is race day and that made me think i'm like what well, what about these speed workouts what about these 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 long distance training runs like you're telling me you never go a hundred percent but you know taking a step back that that did make sense you know you train so hard but you have to make sure that you have energy to give it a hundred percent and i think that's part of the importance behind why we were tapering. We sort of took a couple weeks to relax and not run as much. So, we, you know, come Sunday, we'll have that burst of energy and we're able to channel from that thing that we had worked ourselves up to. So, 
Yeah, so now's the time to give it 100%, but don't forget to, to have fun. Have you found like inspiration from anyone else like throughout it like yeah, yeah. i mean like <clears throat> some of the runners that trained with us last year mm-hmm. um i like how disciplined they've been this year with pace um and recognizing that there is a 5k pace and a half marathon pace and the marathon pace i think that just shows growth um and i can name a few people like that have really been disciplined and acknowledged like hey i'm doing the marathon so let me slow down so that's kind of cool i'm thinking of like Sophia and Mirai that they're just excited that not only have they committed to 16 weeks of training but that they feel really great going Mm -hmm. into the marathon Um, and that's that's really like an incredible feeling knowing that we started at a week after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um, late November early December that these runners stuck with each run and each feeling and each pain and each like sore like morning or whatever and they were able to push through. So I think I'm excited to see that. I mean, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of people out there. But, you know, when I see the picture that we posted on Instagram of our first time marathon runners, yeah, man, everybody <coughs> there is going to finish. And oh, that's yeah. an incredible feeling knowing that they're good. Absolutely. So much inspiration. I feel like I think it's weird being inspired by like yourself, yeah. you know, if you are, then that's cool. I don't know. Maybe there's some narcissistic thing there, but no judgment. But like always look around because there's just always people going through journeys that you're not but that you could sort of like learn lessons to and as a result become inspired by and yeah um some of those runners that you described and like i think of jen you know who not not even a year ago you know wasn't even running seven or eight miles and now she's doing a, a marathon and um, just so many of these runners like I, I could go on and on like I could we could probably fill this episode yeah. just listing all of our runners like, Ir- Irving's another uh, oh, man. individual like he I think joined us in downtown six to eight months ago yeah um, and he ran just Monday nights mm-hmm. he saw that we were starting to train for the marathon he said let me try it yeah. and see if I could knock out these runs um, 16 weeks later yeah. he's here he's you know lost a lot of weight doing it he's gained a lot of confidence but the beauty of it is that he did it because he just wanted to try not because he wanted to accomplish those things that i just said he was like i just want to run and see if i could stick to this and so many positive things came out of it so shout out to irving and he's gonna make it happen yeah these all of these runners like i feel like our our first time doing it i remember the after the race i finished and i just wasn't even like I, it was weird because I did a PR, and, and yeah, it was a painful PR. But I did a PR and I finished. But like I wasn't even happy like with myself, you know. I was happy. What what made me happy was seeing all of our runners. Like, and that was two years ago where we had a fraction <laughs> of what we have today. Yeah, Just seeing them finish and achieve their goals, and you know, knowing from where they started to where they ended up, like what fruits came out of that. That was just, that did it for me. And yeah. I think that that will be the case this year. You know, we all have our own personal goals and it would be great if that happened. 
But man, you know, just celebrate each other's success has been one of my biggest tips throughout this training process because, man, it's all about just cheering on each other and like having a community you can fall back on because not that many people have the luxury of being able to run with a community. Mm -hmm. I mean, for years and years and years that um, running a marathon was like in something you do like as an outcast or if you were doing it for a charity or maybe you were just one of those like superstar runners mm -hmm. but um nowadays anyone could do it I, th I think we've proven that with the training program is that at any level whether or if you've never even run a long distance before if you just follow through with the process and trust yourself and you know just get your mind right and being able to to find you know community you'll be able to do it and you know who knows what we have coming up next but Agreed. um i think just finding it that's the perfect inspiration is looking to your left and to your right and just seeing what's come out of all of this you guys should stay tuned because this is just even though it's the end of the marathon this is just the beginning uh keep it 100 will now be your weekly podcast covering everything with you know your running life whether that be training for a race or having questions about what type of run this is or an area we're gonna cover it all y'all so keep it locked um and stay tuned this is the keep it run 100 podcast my name is los my name is eric and we'll catch y'all next time good luck in the race yeah.